Do you ever ask yourself the question, does God believe in you? Does God believe in you? Now, surely the sort of opposite of that question is one that gets asked a lot, perhaps by every person at one time or perhaps many times in their lives. Do I believe in God? We know that different people answer that different ways and that Indeed, right now, a certain trend in our country is for people to call themselves atheists, to decide that they don't believe in God. But perhaps it's even more interesting to turn it back around, even for those who think they're atheists, perhaps especially for them. Does God believe in you? Now, of course, God believes in your existence. He's quite certain of that. But more than that, Does he believe in you? And people might not be so sure of that, partly because we're not sure who else believes in us. We know that very often people around us might not believe in us so much. Maybe we don't believe in ourselves. So often we're hearing from different people, certainly from commercial messages, you're not good enough, you're not beautiful enough, You're not smart enough, you're not rich enough, you're not important enough, but of course you can be if you'll buy our product. Always putting us down. Always putting us down so that we can be enslaved and do what they want us to do, pay them our money. But so different than that is our Lord. Does God believe in you? Yes, He does. He believes in you more than anyone does. He believes in you more than you believe in yourself. God believes in you. We hear in our first reading today our Lord's words to Abraham. He says, of course, I will bless you. And that's wonderful enough. But how remarkable that he goes beyond that. And he says, I will make you a blessing. All nations will be blessed through you. How remarkable is that? For God to say that he can actually make you, make me, a blessing to others. Because to be a blessing, we must be worth quite a bit. Or he must be able to make us really amazingly wonderful if we ourselves can be a blessing to others. But he can. He can make us so. We might say that the Lord is able to see us in a way that the world cannot. And that same way that he sees us, he invites us to see as well. To begin to see ourselves with the eyes of faith. And to see others with the eyes of faith too. Now our Lord, in seeking to make us a blessing, we know that he wants to change us. He wants to change our ways. And of course, this is what Lent is all about. In part, anyway. Conversion. Turning away from sinful ways, turning towards good ways. Making those changes in our lives, in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions. Now, there are some around us we know who would say, ah, there we go again. Catholics talking about sin and guilt. But no. Consider, consider how much our Lord Jesus was willing to give of himself for us. 
how he made himself man, and how he in turn gave himself over to suffering and death upon a cross. What a price he paid. On the one hand, it shows us just how much we matter to him and how valuable we actually are, that he would pay that price to save us. On the other hand, it also shows us what a mess we're in. Entrapped, enslaved. But like that shepherd who goes out to seek that lost sheep and search for it and find it and place it upon his shoulders and carry it back home again. That's what our Lord is doing. And all of that, our action of conversion in Lent is our cooperation with him so that we may leave behind that suffering, that slavery, to sin that we are in. All of the people that we hear about in our readings today were those that the Lord was leading along on their own mission. Each one of them had their own mission in life. Abraham to become, as we call him, our father in faith. And indeed, we have been blessed through him. St. Timothy, in the second reading, to spend his life as a priest and a bishop, in this particular case, having been sent to Ephesus to take care of the church there, the disciples, to accompany our Lord Jesus in his ministry, to bear witness to everything he said and did, to bear witness to his crucifixion and death, his resurrection, and to tell the whole world to become the foundation of the church. These were their mission, these particular individuals. It's not our mission. We have a different mission. Each of us different. You and I, different missions, but perfectly designed for us. Our Lord's way of transforming us and of making us a blessing. And along this path, he does not leave us behind. No, he stays with us. We hear in our gospel reading about the event of the transfiguration. And in in making this miracle occur, he was giving a gift to his disciples that they would need. Right before this reading, right before it, he told them that he was going to have to suffer and die. This shocked them so much that Peter tried to rebuke him and tell him, don't say that. And not only did he insist upon it, but he said they too would have to be willing to pick up their cross and follow him. This was really hard for them to hear. And he knew how hard it would be when, some months down the road, they would see it happen. And then we left during those three days while his body was in the tomb. Would they be able to hold faith during those three days? And so he gave them this event of the transfiguration in which he showed something to their earthly eyes that normally they and no one else could see, but that showed to their physical eyes a truth, a truth that they would need to know. The way that he could see into us beyond what the world could see, he allowed them to see into him and to see that amazing glory. His connection to Moses and Elijah the law and the prophets both testifying to him. And they would need that. St. Peter, one of those three who was with him on that mountain, writes in his second letter of how they were witnesses to the majesty of the Lord and how they heard that voice from the cloud. And he commends 
to his listeners at the time and to us what surely he experienced. As he said, speaking at that moment of a particular message, hold on to it, fix your gaze upon it as to a lamp in a dark place. Surely, this was exactly his experience. Remembering that what he saw in that transfiguration, holding on to it during those three days until Christ rose. And he says it to the people he's leading and says it to us as well. You too, keep your eyes fixed upon that light because you need it. Our Lord Jesus, in believing in us, in giving us a mission, in seeking to make us a blessing, in our walking this path, does not leave us behind. He makes himself present in so many ways, but above all, in the Eucharist. Here in the Mass, he makes himself present. Divinity and humanity, as present to us as he was with the disciples. And not only in the Mass itself, but when the Blessed Sacrament is reserved, we can then come into this church anytime it's open and be here with him in the tabernacle. And even more than that, there's Eucharistic adoration. Now simply to be here is in a sense Eucharistic adoration, but what we normally mean when we say that is what happens in places like in our adoration chapel. I don't know how many of you know about it. It's been finished about a little more than a year, I think. But on the, the door at the back of the, the food pantry building is a chapel where you can go in during the scheduled hours and be there with our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, exposed before our view there in the monstrance. Look at Him. He can look at you. You can speak to Him and you can listen to Him as to a light and a dark place. We recently expanded those hours so that every morning of the week, except Sunday, it's open from after the 9 o'clock Mass until 12 noon. Every evening of the week, from 7 to 10 in the evening, a few days, more hours than that. But all of those hours are available so that you can go there and be with Him. Because our Lord Jesus wants to be with you. He does believe in you. He has saved you and called you to a holy life according to His own plan. He wants to make you a blessing. He wants you to share in His mission. So may we keep our gaze fixed upon Him as we continue to walk upon this journey all the way to Easter, and indeed all the way to heaven.